got some stank on it, huh? Stank. Mm. A little stank. Okay. That's hard right there. Hey, man, I don't rap, but hey. I almost spit a bar. DJ oh. TD, I appreciate that. I ain't going to spit nothing, Marcus. Marcus in the back, I'm not going to spit anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The long-awaited first episode of the Players Only Podcast. Yeah, man. I'm the co-host, Nate Burleson, 11-year vet. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right now, I'm on the NFL Network, <laughs> doing TV, radio. I got a restaurant back home in Seattle. I got a couple clothing lines, but we'll get into that later. Oh, okay. And I'm joined by my man. Okay, okay. Yeah, Mike Robb. I'm in the building. Okay, yes. Eight-year vet. I didn't play as long as you did, Nate. I went, you know, I was running into brick walls, you know, taking some years <laughs> off of me. Right. Okay. But yes, also NFL analyst. Uh, I'm in a little, little international business. I'm building some low-income housing overseas. We can get into that if you want to. Ooh. Big money. Ooh. Big money. We need to talk. Accounts. We need to talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All that type of stuff. Pro Bowler, all of that stuff. Super Bowl champion. But now. Don't say that lightly. I got you. He said, he said I got you. I'm just. Pro Bowler, all that stuff. Super Bowl. Cha- no. Well, you know, you know, I ain't make a Pro Bowl, but bro. You know, you know why I, I say that? I ain't going to Super Bowl, so you know don't why, say it lightly. <laughs> you know why I say that, too, Nate? Well, a good friend of mine, Marshawn, right, he uh-huh. told me this one day. And I was pissed at first, right? Okay. I almost beat him up. He said, Mike, you are overachiever. You aren't supposed to be here. What? Yes. Over- I almost headbutt him yeah, in his yeah. nose. <laughs> okay, broke all of that. But I didn't. Broke right? all of that. But when I started to think about it, right, it was like a compliment. Really? It is. You know what I'm saying? I, I, You know, all the circumstances surrounding where I grew up, this, that, and the third. I was supposed to be a quarterback. Nobody thought I could play fullback. Went to the Pro Bowl as a fullback. So, yeah, I did beat the odds. So, In a league where nothing's given. Nothing, You bro. took everything, bro. You had to. I'll say congrats as one of your brothers. Thanks, hey, dog. but listen, well, let's talk about what we got coming up on this show. Let's do it. We're going to talk a little Aaron Rodgers. Is he the greatest? Yes. Question mark on that. Calm down, bro. Yes. Chip Kelly in that offense. Is it a passing fad? We're going to talk a little RG3. Man, he just should stop tweeting. Look, delete your <laughs> Don't account, get into bro. It. Don't get into it. Not no. yet, bro. Not yet. Come on, That's, man. It's I... called a tease. And then we're going to get into this Bow Wow interview that I did. But we'll talk about that. You're going to ask him about Sierra? I'm going to ask him about everything. crazy. <laughs> it's Bow Wow. You can I'm going to ask him why he dropped a little. Why he dropped a little bow? Why he, all that. <laughs> we're going to get into it. But, hey, but that's what we're going to do on this show, man. This is the Players Only Podcast. You know, it's what we do, baby. Uh-oh. Mm. You hear that? Uh, players only. Uh, uh, players only. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> you hear that beat? Yeah, that don't bang it like that. I'm gonna have to write something. Yeah, that's had to write something. TD on the ones and twos. Uh, it's the players only. Uh, it's like players only. Yeah, got a little Miami feel. Uh, yeah, uh, feeling that. See, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that. That's what we do. Real hip hop in sports. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, though. Let's get right into it, Mike. Now, he's doing some things that make you want to put him in the category of the greatest of all time. And people are saying that right now. Is he the greatest? I'm going to lob that question out. And then I'm going to respond because I know where you stand. <laughs> well, look, look, look. Okay. All right. The greatest. People use that word great, right? I think we overuse it. I overuse it. I mean, okay. every time you say a good block, you say it was a great block. You know? a, a good catch. Yeah. Great, great catch. catch. Yeah. I think we use the word too much. But I will say, in today's game, mm. from a straight talent standpoint of okay. the quarterback position, right. he is undefendable. You, how, do you, how do you defend him? You, you, you blitz him, he eats you alive. Yeah. Uh, 
if you beat his if you beat his offensive lineman one on one, he he has the ability to escape. Yeah. Okay. He can throw. He he defies all logic for quarterbacks. He throws against the grain all the time, which. Mm. I've been a quarterback. They you're tell not us, supposed. Yeah, to. you're not supposed to do that. Right. Um, he runs the show, and I know that you, you, you're going to have the, the the Peyton Mannings in the in the question. You're going to have the Tom Brady's, who, yeah. who I think is right there. Right. Um, but I do think if you get Tom Brady off of his spot, mm. you can beat Tom Brady. Well, Tom, he's going to fall down. He don't play that. No exactly. Way. He don't play. He don't play that. You know what I mean? But I think Aaron Rodgers right now, from a talent standpoint, man, and. It, it was great to see the game against Green Bay, uh, Green Bay and um, Seattle. Seattle this yeah. past week. I thought I thought Russell um, will one day be at Aaron Rodgers. Will be at that level. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. From a traditional quarterback standpoint, you think Russell Wilson will be like Aaron? All over. All over. I, I, think, I, I, I don't. I don't think so. Even though huh? they, they both possess, you know, different skill sets that make them great. I think A Rod, he he just possesses some things that Russell just can't. He he can't get Russell can't get taller. No, you're right. You know what I mean? You're right he, about that. that. That's one thing that makes Aaron Rodgers good is because he has the height to look over the line of scrimmage, um, over the the offensive lineman, defense alignment. Uh, but but going back to what you said, you know, kind of the things that Aaron Rodgers he does well, like you said, if you blitz him, he's going to eat you alive. Yeah. He, he he's a very cerebral quarterback. You know, he's going to appreciate that. He's one of those quarterbacks that you played with him before. Yeah. If they're going to blitz us today, we're going to torch him, and we're going to force them to get into something else. That's how he looks at it. An attacker's mindset. If you, if you try to confuse them with different coverages, if you try to, you know, shade a, a, a safety one way and then at the snap of the ball get into a whole different defense, he already knows that. He's very cerebral in that sense. Um, he is fast. I mean, yeah. I think that's an understated part of his game that he can run. And, and with that being said, he can run and doesn't want to. You know, what, what I can appreciate about Is he the greatest? Nah. Is he the greatest? Listen, Tom's, Tom's the greatest to me. <laughs> the, greatest, the greatest comes with rings, dog. Like, what do you, the, you, you right? know that, man? Come you on. Right. The greatest Bro, you does come a, with you, rings. You got, you got a jewelry box. But you right. know what you got in there. But, but I, I look at it more like from the position. Tom Brady. Tom Brady benefited from having Bill Belichick, who I'm telling you, and Bill Belichick benefited for Tom Brady. I'm not going to say that's, okay. not, that's a- not the case. And even though A-Rod is great at what he does, A-Rod has had more talent than Tom Brady. That's not even a question. Come on now. What are you saying? I'm talking he had guys that were making plays with him every, every single year he got a 1,000-yard receiver. That's a pro bowler. Whether it's Greg Jennings, uh, whether it's – But is that a function of the quarterback being great or is that a function of having a good receiver? I think it's a little <laughs> bit of both. I just feel like – Tom Brady makes more out of Less. lesser talent. And he has the rings to back it up. Yeah, does he have the best coach possibly of all time? Yeah, Belichick yeah. is one of the Dude greatest, too. He's a prodigy when you talk about football situations yeah. in this game of football. You know what I mean? And then you look at the defensive side of things. The Green Bay Packers never really had a physical defense yeah. since Tom Brady's been there. They've never had it. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl with 32nd-ranked defense. That's crazy. Who does that, That's crazy. bro? You know what I mean? That is crazy. And you look at Tom Brady and, and some of the, you know, last year they won their Super Bowl. Come on, bro. Look yeah. at the outside. You got uh, Brandon Brown and Darrell Revis. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah you're right. I don't have them winning the Super okay, Bowl okay. this year All right, we're not without talk- those hey, guys. We're not talking about But I'm just saying. So, I, you I, ask I, me the greatest right now, right now in today's game, in today's game mm. from a pure talent standpoint, I go with Aaron Rodgers. But over, over, but, over Peyton, over – but. Over and, Russell. And, and listen, I'm talking over, about straight talent over right Tom. now. Straight talent right now. But you talk about the scope, you know, you talk about the history of this game. Yeah. 
you got to put Tom Brady up. Oh, for sure, 100%. You have to. But getting back to the A-Rod conversation and, and him specifically, you know what I can appreciate about him is that when the ball is snapped, yeah, no matter what's going on, I'm talking about utter chaos right in front of him, his chin never drops. And, that, and that's kind of what I've been preaching on the network and when yeah. you talk about quarterbacks. And what I mean by that is his helmet doesn't look at what's going on in front of him. You know, his chin, it remains upfield. Even when he's negotiating the pocket and he's getting out of there trying to escape, most quarterbacks will glance deeply at what's in front of them, and yeah. they'll stay there, which causes them to get hit. You see a lot of rookie QBs do that. They'll focus on what's going on, and then smack, somebody's coming to climb at them. And with A-Rod, he doesn't do that, bro. He's looking upfield always, just like that snap where they got Seattle off sides. Oh, he could have yeah. ran. He had yards in front of him, but yeah. he knows, smart quarterback, I got a free play. I'm going to keep my eyes upfield. Oh, let me hit. Let me hit James Jones late, you know, because Richard Sherman's not <laughs> expecting him to convert that yeah. hitch route into a, a deep post. And, and that's what's special about it. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about this. We're talking about great quarterbacks, and we have not even t- mentioned Andrew Luck. Talk you're not, about Andrew Luck. You're, you're not going to mention him right now these first couple weeks of the season. Luck, is, he's regressed in a sense. Let's just, let's just keep it real. Come on. You, so you, 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 the you, turnover you, situation yes, no. that, that, that hindered him last year. It's, it's still there. It's at the forefront of this it's still season. There. It's still there. Yeah. But I, look, man, the guy still has the physical tools. The guy still has the arm talent. I just – I think the front office didn't give him any help, man. How can you ha- – I ain't going to – they're not bums, okay? I'm not going to use you, the word bum. Are, are you – You don't have uh, bums blocking Okay, you, you, you – But you he don't have all pros blocking You're picking your – yeah, you're right. You're picking your QB right now. And, and don't be a homer because I'm a homer. We're both homers. All right, all right. Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson? Right now? Right, right now. Right now. You only give me two choices and say don't be a homer. You're trying to get me to pick Andrew Luck. I'm not I'm trying to say get Russell. you to be nothing. I'm going to say Russell because I feel like right now when a defense goes up against Russell, they have more to prepare for. They do. Okay. They have to prepare for the read option. Russell can beat you out of the pocket too. Yeah. Now I feel you on that. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, you look at it when he's blitzed. Last night, uh, this, this, uh, um, the other night, yeah. out of 17 – Drop back blitzes, where he dropped back 17 times and he was blitzed. Right. He only completed 40 percent of and threw t- through two picks. Come on, bro. You can't call yourself elite. You can't call yourself. You, you, you well, he doesn't I mean? call himself that. We've we anointed call, him the we last couple him of years. What I'm saying is, saying he was in the conversation of Tom Brady. He needs the guys up front. The guy has the he has the talent. He, he has got everything. the technology. He got the players he on needs the outside. The guy in front of him. He needs the guys in front of him. Without an offensive line, Nate. You cannot perform in this league. That's I'm true. telling you, the offensive line is like the engine of your car. Yeah. Okay. The battery of your car is your secondary. Those two, you can't win in this league without a without putting some assets toward that toward that group. And they haven't done it. Without keeping I think Ryan clean, Ryan right? Grigson. Come on, man. You're right. 100. percent Okay. Okay. It's the I, cheapest I think you're gonna have this dude. We could talk about this. Yeah. You're right about that. He, he's definitely. <laughs> he's definitely. Come at, on, bro. At, at a cheap point right now. All right. So uh, we could talk about this all day long, but we gotta move on. Let's talk about what some say is a passing fad. Just like the fashion, the clothes we wear, you know, some of the stuff yeah. is a passing fad. They're saying the same thing about Chip Kelly's offense. Oh, talk Chip. to me about Chip oh, Kelly. Because right now, I just – I'm not a believer. I, I feel like from what <laughs> we saw a couple years ago, all of a sudden teams aren't surprised by this new scheme, quote, unquote. That's one thing. Two, yeah. the up-tempo pace – that you're putting your offensive players in, cool. If they're if they're good with that and you got the guys with the endurance, that's cool. But your defense <laughs> is getting exposed. 
And I think fatigue is a part of it. Now, another part of it is Julio Jones is, is just better than uh, Byron Maxwell, right? Man, we can just do, throw that do, out there. Don't do Maxi. I'm not. I'm not. Max is That's a good player, guy. but I'm just saying Julio is better. Like, oh, come on, one on one, keep it real. That's there's your not, boy. Yeah, there's nobody can. Guard yeah, nobody can guard Julio. So he he met, he met a bad matchup, but fatigue could also play a factor in that. Like, if you're out there more snaps than any other defense on a weekly basis, eventually you're gonna be left on an island and not a good one, not like a Revis Island. <laughs> but a deserted one. I think most of Philly's issues have to do with their quarterback. I, I think everything. He was flawless in the preseason. Dude, it's preseason, okay? Oh, okay, all It's right. preseason. And <laughs> I don't want to dog the guy, okay? I don't want to say he's soft as Twinkie's feeling and all of those types so of things. so sincere in Because cause it's like Sam, dude, bro. Okay, you okay. talking about Bradford. Yeah, Sam Bradford. When you're in the huddle, yeah. okay, you're our quarterback, okay? Uh-huh. Stuff is not going great, okay? I'm looking to you for confidence. I'm a fullback, man. I'm, I'm a meathead guy. I run into people, yeah. okay? I need my quarterback, right? Exude that. Yeah, I need you to exude confidence, the swag, all of that, right? Like them Gatorade commercials. Yeah, coming all of that. Course. All of that, right? And I look at Sam Bradford. He seems to never blink. Like, his eyes don't blink. He has this crazy look on his face. Deer in the headlights. Deer in the headlights, and it's like, bro, Get fired up. Right. How's your running back trying to get the getting trying to get the offense fired up? You're the leader of the offense. And I think if Chip Kelly made any mistake, his mistake was, and I hate to say it because this is their this is their quarterback, is believing in uh, a mild nature guy huh. like Sam Bradford. Uh talking to players, I know a lot, a lot of players out there. I know a lot of players out in uh, St. Louis too. They love Nick Foles out there. They love Nick Foles, not not just because of his arm talent, but because he's one of the guys, bro. He walking, you know, he gonna walk in the uh, in, in the locker room and he might spit a flow for you. He may go on the other side and listen to some rock music with the white boys. All of that, yeah. get get down with everybody. All but, right, so, but as a quarterback, you gotta be able to do that. Okay, so give me give me an example, cause I got an example, and I'll follow up after you. Give me an example of a quarterback that got in the huddle and did that, like. Has that happened? Or were you that guy? Were you always the individual? Yeah, I was. I was always that type of guy. And so when I got to the league, I was looking for that. Right. I remember being with Alex Smith early in his career. I ain't going to lie. The second day of rookie – not rookie minicamp, but the second day of minicamp, I remember being in the huddle and I sat back with Frank. And I'm like, Frank, Frankie G, man, I don't know about this guy, man. Right. Right. Just because that energy. Just because of the energy that was in the huddle. You know what I mean? I just didn't know about it. And – I can't lie. By the time I, I left there in 2010, you know, four years later, Alex started to be that guy. Right, he started right. to get the confidence. And he he started now. to fit. And, and he is now. Right. He is now. Russell. Russell, dude, his confidence comes from within. I mean, right. he, he, he has a, 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 a calmness about him, uh, um, a confidence about him. That's comforting to everybody th- That's else. comforting to everybody, man. Right. And I say he has quiet eyes. I mean, he really does. It's when he looks at you, when he talks, you're like, okay, we're going to be all right. Even if he's lying, yeah, you just believe it, you know? That's why Sierra like him, huh? Because he has that quiet confidence. <laughs> now, we ain't going to talk about that. Now, listen, nah, I ain't going to talk about nobody's hold brother, on, man. No. I, I, All love to him. I, I love that they're together, man. So, how, hold on, like hold on. One, one, one thing, though, I read a story, right? <laughs> the DJ at practice was like he, he felt a certain type of way playing Future. You know, Future hot right now. Hot right now. Get that Drake and Future I heard they joint. just dropped a mixtape. Hot. 
bro. I, 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 I heard the DJ. I heard the DJ was like, I can't. I, I can't I, even. I'm, comf- I'm uncomfortable playing Future at practice when the guys hey, are requesting it though. The guys requested, of course, they requested hey, the Future, hey, the hottest hey, thing hey, out I'll there. I'll be like, hey Russell, you better, you better check them fillers out. Yo, I need the Future in my life before I get in these drills. Russell ain't listening. Russell ain't worried about. He ain't worried about none of that anyway. Hey, but listen though. So here's here's my little story about confidence and your QB having it. You know, this league is. It's it's impressionable. You know what I'm saying? It, it, as a as a player, you're impressionable. When you come in, kind of what you're surrounded by is eventually kind of who you become. It helps mold you as a player. Yeah. So when I got to Minnesota, now this is 03. This is back when like big timers and number one stunner and all that. Like oh, yeah. that was hot. So you remember it? Oh, yeah. You're still riding big wheels and spinners. When I was first 20 got. then. Right, right. This was big time. Right? Oh head, bro. Yeah, I'm old head. Yeah, I'm <laughs> old, bro. But like that was that was that era where hip hop yeah. was all about stunting. And the league represented that. And the guys that were leaders on my team, Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss. Like, you pull Culpepper up in our parking lot, it, man, it was like the finest of the finest automobile, you know what I'm saying, sale lot. Yeah. And when I got in the huddle and I'm looking at my QB, Dante come in there and he had that country twang, man. He'd be like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, believe that. Hey, listen, we're going to tear these up. We're going to up. And I was he just like. He spoke your language. Man, he spoke my language. He spoke yeah. to my heart. And, and it was nothing about a game that scared him. There was nothing about a moment that scared him. When he yeah. get in that huddle, he's looking at us like, hey, hey, Moss, they give you one-on-one coverage, I'm coming up to you. They double you, Nate, I'm coming to you. You better get open. If they put that uh, young cornerback on you, you better torch them all game. Yeah. You know, at first I'm like, man, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too much pressure right there, right. yeah. But yeah. then I was like, nah, this is what they brought me here for. I'm built for this. Like, this is what I did in college. And then I realized, like he told me, he was like, these are the same dudes that played in college. They just got NFL jerseys on there. So what you scared for? Like these dudes, dudes was in college just like you was. And when I thought about that, I said, okay, this is what it's about. It's about going in there with confidence and swagger. I don't care. Sometimes it's good to be overconfident in this league. That means you believe in what you got. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Everybody's blessed with tools. I hate people that come in this league and they're too calm, too passive, too docile. That's not what this league is. This league is about swag. <laughs> Period. It's about confidence. Talk about uh, did Stafford come in the huddle like that? Stafford? Yeah. See, Stafford when he was young, he didn't he didn't embrace that. He didn't embrace that that kind of like aggressive leadership role. He didn't because yeah. to be honest, I, I did most of it. You know, I was the veteran, and you know, I I, I didn't need him to. You know, and I I would kind of like ask him, hey, you want me? I got this, or you got this? And he'd be like, no, nah, you got it. I already see you in your zone. So do you think you do you think the but quarterback now, has to have a role? I, like I feel that? like I feel like the quarterback has that, and he did. There was times where. You know, I would defer to him and be like, yo, you got this. Or he'll be like, yo, Nate, he'll kind of hold me on my chest like, yo, I got this this game. Or I need okay. to say something. Okay. And there was times where he was absolutely fired up. But I think his, his casual nature is, is more of a Russell Wilson. Like, he has an inner calm about him. But then yeah. there's games where halfway in the game, he's pissed. He might have took a couple <laughs> shots. He might he, he might have hit me on the sideline, and I'm getting up. We yeah. fired up. And he get in the huddle, and he's like, hey, you know, he say a few choice words. And then we're like, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, you mad? Yeah, I'm mad too. Oh, you, okay, you want to get off? It's time to get off. Like, that's that's what it is. So, I feel like with Stafford, um, you know, in the beginning of his career, it was a little bit different. And now that he don't have a guy like me that's going to do every pregame yeah. speech, um, him and him and Calvin share that role. Well, Stafford got to get get going, bro. That whole team. They got, got too much talent, dog. Yeah. yeah that, that whole Come team. on, man. I know you can't say too much, but I can. All right. Stafford. You're right. Bro. You're right. Those are my lines. Get it right, okay. bro. Let's see what we got. <laughs> I like, I like. Uh. See, the thing about these beats, you know the beat gonna drop. Uh. This sound like a uh, R. Kelly joint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fiesta or something. Hey. You know what I mean? Uh.
Fiesta, Fiesta. Yeah, this is a little something. A little south of the border, huh? Yeah. Yeah, a little south of the border. Yeah. I like you that. Must, right? You must, you must, see, he must know I got some business down there. I do got business going on. Hey, we're going to talk about we're that. Gonna, That's I'm a whole other you. podcast. We're yeah. going to do a business podcast. Whole nother podcast. Next subject, though. Let's talk about RG3. It seems Cut like your Twitter off, bro. no matter what happens, he's in the news. Whether he's playing well, playing bad. Whether he's starting or a backup. Whether he's on the field or not, it seems like he stays in the news. You know, there's murmurs, uh, yeah. sources that say that he doesn't have a good relationship with his teammates. He never has. He's a difficult guy to get along with. And then he comes out and responds to it. Yeah, Says something to the effect of, well, <laughs> celebrating with your team is – it's being a, a, a loner or a not supportive, then, you know, these haters are going to hate. He hadn't learned yet. He he has not learned yet. And uh, you would think being on the bench, you would think being in street clothes where everybody else is in pads would humble you a little bit. And it hasn't, man. Like, you don't have to respond just because somebody tweets you. You Facts. just don't have to. Just Facts. Stop. Just don't say anything. Just don't hey, say and anything, then the reports say that him and Kirk Cousins refused to speak to each other. You know, it's crazy when Kirk got the starting job, right? Uh, mm-hmm. he, he did a presser, and he was like, uh, you know, RG3, I, I got to commend him on the way he's handled it. He's been nothing but professional. He's been nothing but nice to me. And I'm I'm not calling him a liar. I, I, I am, I'm not doing that. But Yeah, you are. It, because it whenever fit. somebody says that, <laughs> they're going to go back and after the butt, that means you're lying. <laughs> but it's okay. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when somebody says, I'm not racist, but they <laughs> but, say something really racist. Yeah. Okay. Nah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Well, I, I guess I'm just saying I feel like he stretched the truth, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it didn't seem like a really sincere statement. I didn't believe him. Let's just say it like that. Yeah. I felt like when he was talking about – RG3 support for him getting a starting job, it wasn't sincere. So in my eyes, this report of people saying they refuse to speak to each other, I I, I take more faith in that. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> come on, man. You, you've had some guys that you just didn't like on your team. You yeah. had some guys that didn't get along. But at the very least, this is a brotherhood. Like yeah. we here for the same reason on top of that, we making a lot of money doing it. Why are you in your feelings? Like, I don't get that part. Like, you're making a lot of money, and you had your shot. You will have your shot again. Get out of your feelings. He's talking about haters going to hate when they, don't, when they can't see. Start telling lies. Oh, he's quoting the fabulous. And I, but <laughs> I get it, bro. But, like, just get out your feelings, man. He's young, man. He, he's young. He's dumb. He, you know, um, uh, he's making, making some mistakes. Uh, the same mistakes. The same mistakes over and over. But, um. Again, RG, I think he needs a new place. You said it on our network yeah. that he needs a fresh start. Yeah. I, I really think he does. Um, I've been in quarterback battles, and you're right. When you see Kirk Cousins say that statement, you're like, that's BS, bro. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I do think, and again, I, I don't know for a fact, but I do think there is some issues with RG3 and his teammates. I, I think there is some truth to that yeah. um, because, again, I, I look at, when you after a quarterback gets sacked, who helps him up? You know, as he walks to the sideline, who's talking to him? When he gets to the sideline, who's coming up to him, seeing if, seeing if he's okay? Yeah. When RG three was in during the preseason, nobody would walk up to him. That There'd be crazy. no interaction. Nobody would help him up. I mean, the offensive line. Even when he was hurt. Even when he was hurt, you know what I mean? Um, you just didn't see it. Yeah. But yet, 
uh, Kirk Cousins and, and even Colt McCoy, when he gets in, they you know, they get touched. You yeah. know, you got guys helping them up. You got guys getting enthusiastic about them. It's just a whole different flow, a whole different energy. Dog. You know what I mean? I, I was I was in I was with the broadcast team that did the Detroit Redskins game they beat in Washington, up. right? They beat him up, right? So that was the game he got hurt. He was on the ground and it was almost like they didn't see him, his own team. A yeah. couple guys came over and checked on him. A couple guys kneeled down. Um, I don't want to over-exaggerate it, but they weren't overly concerned. Your starting quarterback goes down. Everybody's on the knee. Everybody's over there. Everybody's yeah. checking on him. You got to tell those guys to get back. The trainers got to be like, hey, yo, chill. We got this. That's how it should be. And then when he got to the sideline, <laughs> it was like a few people dapped him up. Like, hey, you're going to be all right. Yeah, you all right Everybody bro. else just focused on the game. You all right, bro. It's a preseason. Same old, like, same old man, RG. Right. That's crazy same to me. Same old, same old That's RG. Cra- you know what's crazy about this whole, like, them two not talking and the, the competition battle? Because some guys getting their feelings. We know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a guy loses his spot, and that's it. He ain't talking to nobody. He, he nah. lost his spot in his mind. Yeah. But I was in Seattle, right? And and at the time they had uh, D-Jack, Dale Jackson, and they had D-Jack. D-Jack, Hackett. that was yeah. yeah, D-Jack was good people, man. <laughs> Crazy, and, man. And then we had uh, D-J Hackett. And I was brought over from Minnesota. And at the time, uh, I didn't necessarily fit in the puzzle, you know, but yeah. I was still trying to earn my spot. You know, I was still trying to go out there and do what I had to do. And they brought over Dion Branch. That was when Dion got in that contract yeah. situation with New England, and then we picked him up. And immediately, Holmgren loved him and was like, look, you know, forget the fact we just signed Nate Burleson. You are a starter. Initially, I was like, man, like, that's crazy. I'm, I'm kind of in my feelings a little bit. Yeah. But I swallowed that. I'm like, what am I going to do about it? I ain't going to complain. And then I'm not going to hate on this dude, Dion, for he that. He didn't do it. He didn't do it at all. He came in and just started <laughs> balling. He did what he's paid to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find another avenue. I'm, I'm going to do, do what I do best. And that's, that's make sugar out of – yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I did is I went to special teams coach. I was like, look, I ain't getting much burn. They got me in a rotation receivers. I feel like I'm much better than that. Um, eventually, I'm going to be the leading receiver on this team, but right now I need to get the ball in my hands. He's like, when's the last time you turned? I'm like, sophomore year in college. It's been like five, six years since I've yeah. been a returner. I ended up leading the league in returns that year. It was a Pro Bowl alternate to Hester. Of course, he was tearing up the league. But, Nate, that was a different dynamic, bro. That's a different dynamic. You, you, you're a fighter. That's why, that's why, you know, we're here. That's why we're right here with our, with our own show. You know what I mean? You're a fighter, bro. Yeah. When you're a first-round pick, you're a Heisman Trophy candidate, you're a Heisman Trophy winner, everything given to you, second pick overall in the draft. You have these expectations up here to be this certain type of way, and now you're being the, you're, you're, you're being the scout team defensive back? That's you're not I mean. even dressing out? Right. That's, that's, a, that's a big pill to swallow. That's a blow to your ego. And that's why, and that's why you know, for the life of me, I can't understand why he's still on that roster because he's going to continue to be a distraction as long as he's on that roster because you can't take the fact away he won a Heisman, he was a first-round pick. You can't take that away, and he's still going to be <laughs> Robert. You know <laughs> what I mean? Do you think there's a part of him that brings on attention because he's not getting it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is, is, it, is he using certain situations to keep himself Absolutely. in the news? Absolutely, or he wouldn't be responding to tweets and cut your hair. <laughs> cut your hair, bro. Yeah, hey, I feel like you, that's terrible. Get it. Get a brand new start. Cut brand new your hair, dog. Even if he just throwed it out and did some old Iverson braids, I, I would appreciate that. Something, bro. Zigzags, you know that's what I'm terrible. saying? That's terrible. But they ain't a style, though. Give your car back. Dang. Give your car back. Oh, man, that's, that's flagrant. <laughs> that's flagrant right there. <laughs> 
right, bet, bet. That's what's up, man. Well, look, look, we, we could talk about RG3 forever. And it's it's a trip because he was at one point anointed, you know, the savior of Washington. I, I was talking to Dan Haley, and Dan said, yeah. man, when he first got there, he couldn't do no wrong. He could. City loved him. But you don't burn the hand that feeds you. You don't burn Mike Shanahan who brought you in. You don't do that type of stuff, bro. I, like, Nate, you know how it is, dog. When when a coach changes, everybody gets tight. You like, bro, yeah. new philosophy, new whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the guy that drafted you, you trying to get him kicked out? That's crazy. That's crazy. Who do you, you think ne- you, you never are? In this league, man. No, who do you think you are? <laughs> he thinks he's something. <laughs> like what? He thinks he's something, man. That. He thinks he's above all. That's what it is. And that, that at least that's what the perception is. I don't Dude. know RG3. And to be honest, I hope I'm wrong, you know, because I don't want to be sitting on the podcast taking shots at an athlete, especially a, a young black athlete. I don't want to do that. But cut your hair, it, it just bro. seems like at times he's above – and he makes, like, the same mistake over and over. I remember – and we'll close it on this. I remember he was doing uh, a presser after a game they lost, and he said something to the effect that – there's other people to blame. It was something to that effect. Like, you know, I wasn't the only one making mistakes, you know. And I'm thinking, it doesn't matter if everybody on the team made mistakes. A real quarterback, fall a on leader. The sword. You fall on the sword, bro. That's one thing I appreciate about <laughs> Eli. If you like him, right, wrong, or indifferent, fall whether you think he's sword. goofy looking or you think he's swagged out, he get up there every week and be like, that's on me. That is on me. And that's all RG3 had to do from the beginning is say, that's on me, and shut up. And he'd have the support of everybody right now. And you wouldn't hear rumors or you wouldn't hear rumblings of the, his teammates being upset with him. That would have been eliminated from the bat. I remember, I remember having the same conversation with Russell. Seriously. I remember saying, Russell, big dog, let me tell you something. You're losing, you're losing this locker room a little bit. The next time you go on a press conference, you need to give shots out to every wide receiver you've thrown the ball to, every offensive lineman and back that's blocking for you, and every def- every guy on the defensive side of the ball that makes sure you get the ball back when you throw picks. Facts. Straight that's, up, bro. See, that's learning. That's, vet, that's, vets, Straight up, that's bro. vets talking to young guys. I remember I scored a touchdown in Green Bay. I'm, I'm feeling myself, bro. Yeah. I think it's playoff time, and I'm just, like, loving it. I'm loving it. I'm all in my zone. I'm doing a high mom to the camera, and Moss leans over. He was like, hey, young fella, go dap up your offensive line. And I'm like, what, huh? He's like, go dap up your offensive line. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Without them, I wouldn't even be in the end zone. And he was doing it, one, I got to learn yeah. to deflect all the praise as a wide receiver. But two, just from a branding standpoint, the cameras are right there. The cameras are on me. So he's saying that camera's going to get up and follow you. They're going to show you dap up the offensive line, which means everybody on TV is going to see you, and now they got to – Better appreciation for Nate Burleson as an athlete. That's it's the little, thing. the little things. That right guard that you dapped up, his mom gonna call him and say, "Yo, I seen you on TV dapping up the guy that scored a touchdown." And, and when a fight breaks out or, or my name gets mentioned in the papers and there's beef going, going on, fight. they gonna go to war for me. Plain and simple as that. All right, man, let's move on because we got a little bit of time left. Let's talk about Pete Carroll, pistol, 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 Pete, as they call him. They acquired Jimmy Graham. Yeah. For a reason, right? At the time, everybody went crazy. I mean, whew, right before the draft, you got Jimmy Graham. They're going nuts in the city. I remember everybody texting me saying, oh, we're going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're about to be undefeated. But they acquired Jimmy Graham for a reason. But right now, that reason is unclear. Yeah. What's the deal, bro? I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. But my thing is, Jimmy, what did you expect? Right. This has been, this has been the number one or two rushing 
offense in the league the past four years. Ever since, let me tell you some some uh, luxuries Russell Wilson has enjoyed since he's been in this league. Okay, he has not stepped on the field. Not one down without having the number one defense, not in the NFC, not in the NFC West, but the entire league. Okay. He has never once stepped on the field without that. Mm. Okay. Uh, since what? he's been on the league, he's never once stepped on the field without having the one or two top back in the league in mm. Marshawn Lynch. Mm. That's a that's a great, great, great luxury. Great luxury to have. Great luxury. And number two, and this is gonna and this goes to Tom Cable and the coaching of the offensive line. He has never once stepped on the field without having the number one or number two rushing offense in the National Football League. That is a huge luxury to have as a quarterback. And so knowing all those – look, I know these stats, and I'm, I'm sitting up here with you. Yeah. So when you get that call that you've been traded, Jimmy Graham, and you know you're going to the number one rushing offense in the league that has number one defense in the league. And in two weeks you got seven catches. You should be like, hey, man. 62 yards. Hey, man. That, uh, that one check, TD. Did that check clear? Did that check clear? All right. Oh, these checks ain't bouncing. <laughs> I'm just Especially saying. Especially up in Seattle. They ain't bouncing. I'm just saying you can't be so, – you, you knew what type you of – you knew what you were getting into, Nate. Yeah, yeah, you, you knew right. what you were getting you into. Right. They, they're not a Tom Brady, go five wide, let me pick out a matchup type of team. They're not. Mike, you're you right 100%. The checks ain't bouncing. The money's good. <laughs> He's healthy. He's playing the sport he loves. All those good things that the fans want us to repeat, right? Yeah. Everything's okay. It doesn't matter if you're not getting the ball. But at one time, Jimmy Graham was the best best tight end in the game. Arguably one of the best receivers in the game at the tight end position. Now, all of a sudden, his game is declining. And not because of he, him being a subpar tight end. It's because of the system he's in. So, yeah, he's happy. The money's good. But he doesn't want the perception of him as an athlete to change. Now, yeah, okay, you guys one year in his contract. Maybe he'll sign somewhere else, find a new system. But the, in the time that he's in Seattle, that could be a huge detriment to him as an athlete in his career. For example, T.J. Husmanzada comes to Seattle, right? Yeah. And he's talking about not getting the ball at practice. And he's like, well, you know, what happens in Cincinnati is if you don't get the ball during the week, then you don't get the ball in the game. I was like, well, it doesn't really work that way out here. And on top of that, we got a lot of receivers. Everybody's going to touch it. He's like, yeah. nah, you know, I need my touches. Like, you know, that's what I do. I'm a productive guy. And he wasn't getting his touches in the first couple weeks of the season. And I remember him getting mad, and he said, you guys are messing up my legacy. And at the time, I was like, dang, that's kind of a selfish thing to say. He's like, nah, man, for so many years, I, I done had 1,000 yards and this many catches, and I had this streak going, and that's what people know me as. And I didn't really understand that until after I got out of the league. He was upset that you brought him there for a specific reason to catch a ton of balls like he did in Cincinnati, and all of a sudden you ain't doing that, and now you're messing up his legacy. And to be honest, his career wasn't really the same after that. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. Jimmy Graham could be thinking that same way. Like, you're messing up what people know me as. And then on top of that, it devalues me when I go into the market. That makes sense. But let, 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 let me say one thing. Legacies aren't made off fantasy numbers. Legacies are made off of championships yeah. and Super Bowls. He's, went, he's stepped into a championship culture. Mm. That that fantasy football culture he left down there uh, um, in, in, in with New Orleans, okay, that's what it was—a fantasy football culture. I'm gonna get you your, I'm gonna get you all your catches. You're gonna you, 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 you're gonna lead the tight ends and all these numbers and things like that. But how many rings does he have? Zero. Zero. 
uh, Hushmanzada worried about his his legacy. I get all that, right? I get all that. But imagine if he became a team player and said, you know what? Forget pride. I'm, that's out the door. I want to win a championship. I don't care how many balls I get. But then why acquire Jimmy in the first place, bro? Why not just use Luke Wilson and Cooper Hilfit? Very athletic tight ends. I mean, you're going to Luke, Luke Wilson. I love Luke. Luke is my guy. Yep. But why even bring him in? Why even trade Max Unger and go through all that if you're not going to utilize a guy that has that much talent? The best teams, like the Patriots, yeah. one of the best at utilizing the guys on the field and adapting to their strengths, that's what they do best. The best coaches should throw their ego aside. You know what? Forget my scheme. I need to make a scheme for Jimmy. I need to make sure he gets 12 targets per game because he is that type of talent. If Pete Carroll, if Literally Pete Carroll almost unstoppable that, if in Pete, the red zone. If Pete Carroll did that, Jimmy Graham – would, would win all of our fantasy leagues in here and Pete Carroll will coach two more years because they wouldn't win many games. But they Try, Trying to force the ball to a guy. Yeah, he is a matchup problem. I, the reason why they got him there, the reason why Pete got him there, in my opinion, is because the next time they get on the half-inch yard line and they don't feel like giving it to the back right behind them, what are they going to do? What guy, out, what guy on that team can win a 50-50 ball? Before Jimmy Graham, they didn't have one. That's why they got him. They got him for that. One inch line right there. They didn't get him. They didn't get him to uh to, to do all this blocking. They didn't get him to uh to so that they can have a new scheme. This team is built to run the football. This team will always be built to run the football as long as Pete Carroll is the coach. They'll be a top defense with great defensive backs and a running game. They'll have a quarterback that's versatile. That's how they. He's always been made up. The minute Marshawn retires, the minute Marshawn's done. And that team starts to flip, which you could be right. They could be in the middle of that now mm. from an identity standpoint, mm. going from Marshawn Lynch being the face to Russell Wilson being the face. Mm. And if that's the case, Jimmy Graham, he'll get his ball. That's it just may up. not be this year. I feel you. That's what's up, man. Well, look, we're going to wrap it on that note. Man, it was fun, dog. It was fun. Man, I, you know what? I had something to do when I ended up being in here an hour, dog. Don't even worry about it. Hey, we're going to do it again next week, man. Players love, Only baby. Podcast, yes, Episode 1 in the books. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I'm Nate Burleson. Mike Robb. Mike Robb in the building. Hey, and I had the chance to sit down with Bow Wow. So y'all got to check. Yeah, the world-famous <laughs> Bow Wow. So don't go nowhere. Check it out. I hope y'all enjoy it.